0: Hi, my name is Agile, and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon, and I believe you should too. Just go to patreon.com slash genxgrownup.
1: Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener, to episode 59 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me, as always, reliably, are both George. Hello. And Mo. <laughs> uh, hey? Are you saying you're not reliable? You're totally reliable. No,
0: you're just changing up these intros on us out of nowhere. We're not ready for this. We're yeah, not. Yeah, we're, we're Mo not, and we're I not are used are old. to change. We're not used to change. <laughs> That's right. You're really setting your ways, aren't you? <laughs> in this
1: episode, we'll reflect on the new chapter in the Terminator franchise, play with a decidedly low tech nautical toy and highlight some nostalgic arcade games and much, much more. But first, we have an update on our fourth quarter fourth listener drive. Ooh, how's that going? Yeah, How is that going? Yeah. yeah, so as a refresher, if you haven't heard the last couple of episodes here in the final quarter of 2019, we're doing a fourth listener drive. So we're asking you to tell a new friend about the Gen X grown up podcast and have them email us giving you the credit and we're kind of keeping a tally of how many people our different fourth listeners have recruited. And and uh, let me tell you, we definitely have a front runner Uh-oh. who really wants to win the ability to pick
0: <laughs> oh, no. a backtrack. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just worried about who it is. Or I something. know. I mean, does she have this feeling of impending doom? <laughs> right, because somebody going after something that hard, you know they're going to screw with us, right? Oh, yeah. It's not going to be altruistic. It's not benevolence. <laughs> they truly yeah. have a gra- master
1: plan. And we're part of it now. One of our patrons is in the lead and actually has recruited five people oh, to go check man. out the show. Well, awesome. The good news is it only takes five or six to get ahead of the front runner. So it's way, way, way early in the game. Yeah. And I'm sure people have more than five or six friends, right? But, I mean, I don't, but some people do, I expect, have more than five or six friends the winner at the end of the year is going to be able to dictate the topic of a backtrack that we do whatever it may be that you ever wanted to hear if you always wanted to hear a backtrack all about the pet rock we'll do it or the history of the flock of seagulls or the illustrious career of Steve Urkel, or Mm. whatever it is you want to know about. You gotta stop, like, feeding them ideas. Uh, Yeah.
2: (laughs) I think they're quite capable of coming up with awful ideas on their own.
1: There are plenty of them out there. I I, I think I'm I'm suggesting things that I think I could do, but someone's going to come up with something that I know I couldn't do. I'm glad you could do do it, because
0: Mo and I are taking a break on that day if any of these things get picked. I'm doing it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you would like to win the opportunity to be the boss and pick a back Track topic for us in 2020. All you gotta do is tell a friend about the show, have them email us to podcast at genxgrown.com, giving you the credit for the recruitment. We're gonna keep a running tally, and you could be the boss in 2020. So it's not too late. <laughs> Speaking of fourth listeners, one of the many things we often ask uh, toward the end of the show is we say, hey, if you haven't yet, go to iTunes and give us a review. Da-da-da, we have a brand new iTunes review from one of our fourth listeners. Oh <laughs> wow.
0: Somebody actually decided to brave that piece of crap software and give us a review.
1: It is an undertaking. I it's way too reading through iTunes to leave a review takes a lot of work. Mm. We got a review from a user on Apple Podcasts in Australia oh. and their username is FPMAR. F-P-M-A-R? Okay.
0: F-P-M-A-R? F-P-M-A-R. 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 Okay. It's probably an acronym for something. I don't know what it is. I would hope. <laughs> FPMAR
1: left us a review on
0: iTunes. Oh, I got it. I know what it stands for. you? friendly people must always review. I, you're exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. You figured it out. <laughs>
2: wow. Well, I'm impressed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was a five-star review and the subject was a fun time. All right, let's off to a good start. Nice. Thanks, friendly Uh-oh. people. <laughs> uh, he or she says, I'm in my mid-40s and always seeking out my nostalgia dopamine hit. Uh-huh. These guys are great. Yay. <laughs> There's a great deal of energy and enthusiasm in the hosts combined with good quality audio, which makes us a nice, easy background listen. They uh-huh. do tend to have a lot of contemporary stuff, though, like recently released movies, TV shows, and apps, which I don't particularly care for, but it's uh-huh. more tolerable because they present it in a fun way i <laughs> <Okay. laughs> That's kind of a backhanded compliment, huh? <laughs> I guess they're boring, but interesting. What?
0: Okay. Yeah, I'll right. take it. I'll take also, it. It's <laughs> like, we're just talking about stuff. He, he only wants nostalgia. He or she so he's really know. focused on the backtracks, I bet.
1: Probably so. Yep. Uh, it goes on to say, uh, I've left the best for last with all the hosts being Gen X grown ups, You don't have to suffer. They're hearing the word like gratuitously <laughs> inserted between every third word. <laughs> you know,
2: like, you know, like, like, you, oh, know.
1: you know, I like, I know nothing brings out the curmudgeon in me more intensely than listening to some millennial hosted podcast where they they act like they get paid each time they use the word like. <laughs> it's got electrolytes like. It's like, you know, like, you know. He says, blood pressure rising dot, dot, dot.
2: <laughs> hey, I feel for you. I feel you, man. That that bugs me too.
1: Yeah. So like, we're like, so like happy that you left us like a review Femar. <laughs> <laughs> very much appreciate it both when the fourth listeners write us at podcast at com, but also when they hit us up on iTunes and leave that review it really helps other people find the show and we're seeing the growth from that so thanks to you FPMar or friendly people must always review as George guessed your name is. probably is <laughs> but you haven't yet we're very grateful if you will as George said brave the iTunes application and figure out how to find us and leave that review always much appreciated all right now that we have the update and the new iTunes review out of the way I think it's time to get into the meat of the show right after this in millions of homes
2: millions of people are making a change in their routine they're not just brushing to fight plaque they're also rinsing with listerine antiseptic because brushing alone is not enough clinical tests prove listerine plus brushing gets rid of up to 50 percent more plaque than brushing alone
1: we always get the ball rolling talking about media that we have been checking out, whether it be movies or music or TV or whatever it might be. Mo, let's start with one that you were actually looking forward to last time uh, we talked, I
0: believe. Uh, uh, oh, no. the one uh, groan. wow! Yeah, that didn't work I mean, out well. Whatever it is,
2: let me tell you, it was like I saw the trailer for it. Okay, let's start with the movie is The Lighthouse, ah. which a lot of us hadn't heard of. I told you that was gonna suck. That's right. And I looked at the and I saw the trailer, and the trailer looked really interesting to me. I said like wow it seems like a weird black and white with maybe some supernatural weird psychological thing going on it's got willem dafoe i mean come on how it's gotta be good and uh went and saw it and Mm -hmm. that's basically two hours of my life i'm not gonna get back ever (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: oh yeah
2: and i think john i think you summed it up best at the end when you said are we just not smart enough to understand this movie (laughs) 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 because that's the way i felt because it got these awesome reviews everywhere right and i'm watching this thing And I'm like, I just... Don't get it. What's the deal with the seagull? Like, I don't understand this. Like, and and, and, and why is he drinking awful water? All the, I what is the, the water represent something? I don't know.
1: Why is there a seagull? I don't know. Yeah, it's it just it was just <sighs> torturous for me. It it, it looked like is the all the makings of an interesting film, didn't it? it? Exactly. It's like, Ooh, it's black and white. Ooh, it's four it's by four three, three aspect three. ratio. Yeah, was it, <laughs> I, I t- had more what the fuck
2: moments in this movie <laughs> than I have had in a long time.
1: Oh, it's another case of George's prediction coming true. It's quite a, quite a trend. <laughs> I hesitate yes.
2: even talking about it because you know, <laughs> you know how George gets when he's right. You know, yep. <laughs> but in this one, I have to totally, yep. <laughs> I have to totally give it to him. I mean, maybe there's some people out there who are more sophisticated than us that appreciate these kinds of movies. But uh, well, for that's me, for sure
1: that there are people more sophisticated than us. But, <laughs> it, 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 but there was so much art house stuff in it to put it in terms that I think everyone listening to this can understand. It's like. Like you're playing space invaders they put everything into it they're like it's a black and white film it's an art piece willem dafoe or pattinson oh it's only four two three aspects, aspects two people only you know so many great things that the score rolled over back to zero that it just <laughs> ended up with nothing It just yeah. everything they piled
0: on maybe they focused all on throwing those little art house little beads if you want to say like they were trying to bedazzle this story because <laughs> the story itself sucked what story right yeah, Exactly. exactly that's yeah. the problem but- I'm like, I don't get it. And then every time you think you're
2: like, oh, blah blah blah, and then they said this thing happened. And then I'm like, why are there squid tentacles? I don't understand.
1: Where did that come from? <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> the most thing I can put my finger on. There's only one thing in the film that actually happened, and that is a guy kills a bird. Now that a is a thing that bird. actually happened. Yes, but beyond but that, was that,
2: obviously symbolic of something, right? Like the it society must be. It's, and the, the commercialism, the of the bourgeoisie. Is, and I don't know I don't what know. the hell it's they were something. trying to say. I don't know what the hell man that movie just it just upset oh. me. <laughs>
1: all right how many tokens mo would you give the lighthouse
2: uh, like half <laughs> huh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'll give it half a token because i'm uh, sure
0: there's a who would appreciate let's it p- let's put this on the on the a-list oh, scale. don't watch don't watch <laughs> just, just, <laughs> it's, it's not even on the scale. Scale. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> it on the scale it's not even on the scale don't
2: watch at all i mean if you are really into like foreign films maybe and you're into like these weird then maybe this is a movie for you but for everybody else in the world <laughs> i would say just
1: skip it it has a 90 something on rotten tomatoes and I like know. a 90 something audience score get it. Maybe we got punked and they showed a different movie to us. I don't know. I hope you saw something better that I can look forward to and kind of wipe this like clean on this. Well, I was also looking forward to a film. You remember I said that I could not wait to see Terminator Dark Fate. We did a a little backtrack about Terminator. Oh, Uh, This was a follow up to Terminator 1 and 2 where James Cameron was in it and it kind of brought back Linda Hamilton as Mm -hmm. uh, Sarah Connor, which is fantastic. And I did get to see it. Have you guys seen it yet? I have not. I'm going to see it this evening. Okay, so right away. So definitely I'm not going to spoil anything for you. There's a lot in this film to talk about, and we could talk. We could fill a whole episode with just talking about it, but I'm not going to try to do that, obviously, if you haven't seen it yet. Here's what I will say about it. It was a satisfying Terminator film. Okay, good, good, good. All right. It doesn't waste any time being a Terminator film. I mean, it felt like okay. a James Bond film. It's like, just oh, right should we start by right talking about oh, the history of whatever? Like, and nope, let's start yeah. with blowing shit up right away. Well, <laughs> I'm in. I'm it in. happens very quickly. We are all fans of the Terminator franchise, yeah, for better or for exact. worse throughout the history of them. Terminator 1 and 2, to me, are the gospel, and then the others, uh, even this film, admittedly kind of wash away the other ones so they didn't exist. (laughs) Even taking this as the Terminator 3 replacement from James Cameron, it's problematic if you think too hard about it. Okay. Hmm. It it does some Uh, things to kind of damage the importance of Terminator 1 and 2. It does some things to retcon some stuff, which it shouldn't have done, in my opinion. If you can compartmentalize this film on its own, it's way, way better. But the more you think about it, about it in terms of its legacy, it becomes harder to stomach. That makes hmm. any sense.
0: Yeah. Well, now I'm thinking maybe I shouldn't go see it tonight. No, that you should definitely go
1: see it. It's a very good film. The problem is anytime a film comes in with this much baggage, it introduces, right. it opens up the door to like, okay, well, what does it do well? What does it do poorly? Because you're to compare it, right? You have no choice. You have to, right. It's a follow-up. It's a direct follow-up. Uh, and the other real key thing that I'll say going into it, uh, I do recommend it. We'll give it a rating and stuff in a second. But the key thing I want to say is it tries to walk. Too hard on both sides of the fence. It's trying to establish a new Terminator path going forward, but at the same time, it's trying so hard to be nostalgic. I mean, some shots are directly from Terminator Two. Some dialogue is kind of reminiscent of Terminator One. There's it, it's like super nostalgic, but super. Let's reset and move forward. And both of those things, you cannot serve both of those masters at the same time. So it fails a bit as kind of being this transitionary thing. I'm mean, only being negative because I'm so critical of it. It was good. And i definitely enjoyed it and I think I will see it again so let me go and put it on Georgia scale and then we'll talk about a rating so I scale is you said so it's a list it's full price $5 Tuesday or a list free ticket kind of thing or what's it worth Uh, this is a full price ticket for me it it was a great great ride it was fun all the way through the the nagging things that bother me because I thought too much because you can't help that being a fan of Terminator didn't take away from my enjoyment of the film kind of in retrospect is when that stuff comes into play but definitely worthwhile full price Token value though, if if I take oh, it in a bubble side. and compartmentalize <laughs> it, like I said, I would give it four four tokens, four and a half tokens, maybe. There's no movie. way
0: that the way you're saying that sounds like it's a four and a half token film. If you compartmentalize, the way you're it. talking about it sounds like a two and a half token film. Taken in the grand scheme of Terminator films, it's a
1: three token film. Mm. I get what you're saying. You're saying if you look at it by itself, like somebody who hasn't necessarily yeah, but
0: that's invested. the whole point of this film. You can't look at this one by itself. The whole point of the film is that it's the third film in the original two's storyline, right? So you can't take it just on its own. It's not an independent island. It's a Terminator film. That's
1: true. But I would disagree that I think there are two ways you can think about it. Like I said, if you want to take it on its own merits, it's worth more. But in the context of the entire mythology, which is at the bottom, I think what you're saying, George, is that's really what it boils down to because you have to take it ultimately in that Mm -hmm. context. It's a three token film to me. Okay, I'm still going to see it. George, don't (laughs) cancel your reservation. It's still (laughs) definitely worth seeing.
0: I mean, it's on my A-list free slot, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's
1: already there if he hates it john it's gonna be on you i didn't do the film i didn't direct it i didn't write <laughs> no,
0: no, it it's I all your of those fault things. now <laughs> well yeah because now i'm going in with these preconceived notions of maybe it's not as good as i was looking forward to i don't know if i'm gonna enjoy it as much now i don't think my uh, suggestions
1: are going to change how much you enjoy it but you're definitely going to come out with questions that you're going to want to talk about and we can do that too after okay. you see <laughs> that. <laughs> all right cool so george let's move over to you what have you been checking out new in media
0: I've been watching a movie. It's a Netflix original film. It is not Art House nor Terminator, so it's completely outside of the realm of those two. But okay. it was probably one of my favorite films that i watched in the last month or two. And I know that sounds silly, but I watch a lot of movies, both I know you do. through yeah. Netflix or Amazon or, uh, you know, Public Domain or in the theater, <laughs> wherever I can get all. I consume mm-mm. a lot of films. This one is a vehicle that brings Eddie Murphy back to the big screen, sort oh, of, he- I mean, it's a Netflix, yeah. so it's not really the big screen, but it's big in my office here. It's like 60 inches, so it's a good <laughs> size screen. Eddie would be so proud. <laughs> yes, he would. <laughs> It's called Dolomite is My Name. Now, I don't oh, know if my watch either list. of you guys know anything about Rudy Ray Moore and the Dolomite movies for the black exploitation films from the 70s. I mean, I know a little bit about it. This is a biopic of that guy and his efforts to become famous, which culminate in the Dolomite movie.
1: Oh, OK. So it's kind of like a little bit of a like pseudo documentary. Exactly. Of like docudrama. Guy. Okay is sure, okay the best all way right
0: to describe yep. it man this film did some stuff emotionally with me that i did not expect i mean it's eddie murphy right and it's a film about dolomite so you don't expect there to be any heavy drama you you know it's eddie murphy it's going to be funny right he's going to make expect, jokes yeah right? but we haven't seen him in a while so yeah, this is kind of a while the beginning of his, man, his, 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 does his ramp he up. play the crap out of this role really and they really pay homage to the whole black exploitation film movement and eddie murphy really embodied the character they did some wonderful stuff at the end where they showed actual scenes from the real movie dolomite oh i like when they do that like a credits area kind of thing they show compare oh that's neat yeah and you know and also some historical context like he went on to do this and this happened and you know that kind of thing you know stuff like here's what happened after our story ends great film well worth checking out it's not in theater so i'm not going to put it on the a-list scale but on the token scale it's definitely a solid four and a half tokens wow and this is on
1: netflix right that's where you saw what? It's on
0: Netflix. Yeah, awesome. Oh
1: yeah, so the free movies everybody already has because they everybody in the planet has Netflix already. So they <laughs> <laughs> or somebody else's Netflix <laughs>
2: or somebody or else's someone Netflix. else's Netflix.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? it's, it's like well ten worth Netflix it. accounts in the world. Uh, I'm know? so happy to hear you say that. Uh, that was on my to watch list. Actually, I have it in my library waiting to see. And I'm just kind of like I'm almost like like hesitant. Like, is it going to be good? I don't know if I really want to get into it, but
0: it sounds like it definitely is. So. I actually teared up for the character in a couple of scenes. Wow. All right. Yeah.
1: Who well, we bail? out of media anything else you're watching well you know it's netflix so
0: you can't just watch one thing. <laughs> you can't just watch one thing <laughs> it auto plays you can't yeah, stop it it's like a bag of potato <laughs> chips you just got to keep going with it uh there is a series that just got released that pokes fun at itself and breaking the fourth wall in the best way possible this is like if the writers of deadpool decided to create a zombie film and then turn it into a tv series <laughs> okay what is it it's called daybreak oh yeah my daughter watched this one she she really liked it i well of course because your daughter is one of the most intelligent people on the planet so <laughs> I would expect her to Good like parenting this Mo. well done <laughs> yeah. cool. Rachel is absolutely one of my favorite people I am so happy to know that she liked this series because it's really funny I can't even use, find the different adjectives to describe this TV series it's all about an apocalyptic situation where bombs drop adults all turn into these weird zombie like creatures but I'm not going to call them zombies because they're slightly different like they go go around muttering the last thought that was on their mind when the bomb hit. Okay. Then there's other classes of them like they have ninja zombie type things that are real stealthy and do all this parkour stuff as they're killing you and all the teenagers have devolved into essentially tribes like in high school. So yeah, there's a clicks, right? tribe. <laughs> yeah. And there's like a Cardassian <laughs> tribe. Oh my God. Yeah. It's all this. It's so funny. I've watched. <laughs> Did like you say Cardassian tribe?
1: Yes. Yeah. There's a Kardashian <laughs> tribe, yeah. It's, oh, 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 Kardashian. I thought you meant yeah. like Deep Space Nine, Kardashian. Oh, no, no.
0: Kardashian. <laughs> I'm like, what are the Kardashians doing in this no. zombie show? You know, I probably said that because I just finished the hundred and some odd episodes of DS9, so it's probably still okay. stuck in my mind. Sorry, but no. maybe
1: I misheard it. <laughs> okay. But it, so is this like a horror comedy? Comedy it horror? It is absolutely gonna,
0: comedy horror. All right. It, it, very little horror. It's way more comedy than anything. Yeah, I think
2: my daughter, would she described it to me, she says, I saw the first episode, wasn't sure if I liked it, but I had to watch every single one.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end, she's like, that was really good. Yeah. George, this reminds me a little bit of a film you told us about. It must have been, I don't know, almost a year ago, called Anna versus the Apocalypse, or Anna and the Apocalypse. Yep, Is it- Anna and the Apocalypse. Yes.
0: Is it like that a little? Because that a was kind bit, of fourth but, wall-y but kind raunchier. of a horror comedy. Yeah, raunchier. Raunchier. much here No scene in this so far. All right. At All least right. the episodes that I've watched. I think I've watched the first four episodes at this point. There. are also, they're not quick bites. They're not the 20 minute episodes. They're longer. Mm. So, OK, a little bit more of a commitment, but so far well worth it. And I really hope it gets picked up for a season two. the way it's going every now and then you like they have this little twist, like who's this person under this mask? And, you know, you think it's going to be this person. And oh, my God, wait a minute. How is that guy still alive? You know, and it's <laughs> that kind of thing. So they do a good job with it. One of the main characters that's in the series, just to give you an idea, is Matthew Broderick. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's really funny in this. All
1: well, this wasn't even on my radar. I hadn't even heard of it. Not so much because George said this, but mo- since Rachel likes it, since your daughter enjoys it, I think maybe I will check this daybreak out. Yeah, George can't be right twice in one episode. Not in right. one show. No, no. Yeah. We have laws for a reason.
0: We must maintain the order of sanity. <laughs> Haven't
1: there been shows where
0: I've been right three times? I thought I remembered that, or am I? I wrong? deleted all those I'm from the feed. Wrong. They're not. They're
2: not around anymore. No, it's like the lighthouse. I I've, I've purged it from my memory. <laughs> If you've ever had a dry chewy hamburger, you're going to love Wendy's hot and juicy hamburgers. Wendy's new big classic, soft Kaiser roll, juicy meat, juicy toppings, and lots of napkins. Before we get into tech and toys, Mm -hmm. I kind of have to do a slightly uncomfortable PSA announcement for
1: everybody. Okay. (laughs) All right. Don't do drugs, kids.
2: Yeah, don't do drugs. That's part of it. Or do them responsibly. How about that? Okay. (laughs) Responsibly. (laughs) Uh, Yesterday, I had my very first, and this is going to sound weird, but colonoscopy. Yay. Uh,
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, (laughs) you're a gentleman of that age, Mo. Yes, exactly. I honestly had a lot of like uh, trepidation about it. My doctor's like, you know, you really should do this. I'm like, oh, fine. I'll do it. I don't, you know, whatever. From an experience standpoint, I could tell you that it, it's not nearly as terrible as I thought it was going to be at all. And the worst part was not the actual procedure, but the day before when you have to prep for the procedure.
0: That's what I was going to say. Yeah, the, the experience on whole is awful, not because of the procedure, but the prep. I've had one, and I'm about to have to have another one, and the yeah. prep is by far the worst experience of the whole thing. So, so, as you're doing this PSA,
1: I mean, so I have not had one yet. I'm 50 years old, just turned. So Are we it's really coming
0: describe a colonoscopy procedure no like I just want to
1: thing. know what is the prep that you're talking about that's so bad
0: let's put
2: it this way essentially you gotta clean out your whole digestive system let's put it that way okay. so that means all liquid diet day before right and massive amounts of laxative uh, ah yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah yeah exactly you gotta flushing out the pipes okay. flushing out the pipes not fun but basically what it comes out to is that it's like the third most common form of cancer is colon cancer actually mm-hmm. uh, one in like 22 people get it holy crap and but if they catch it early, Early, your five-year survival rate is like almost like ninety-five percent or something, some very, very high number. And the thing is that if you're an average risk, which right now, John, you're average risk just by being fifty. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing you need to be average risk naturally. Yeah, and but if it comes back clean, you do it once every ten years. You know which to me, I'm like, okay, there's worse things in the world to
1: worry about. So what you're saying is, if you're of the Gen X age and you're avoiding it, Don't. there are worse things in the world. Don't avoid it. Do it. Don't avoid it. Get it done. This is not part of our tech and toy segment. This is no. Oh, can we stop?
2: Well, there's some tech in there. How about that? I mean, you know, I did tend to ask a lot they of questions about the inserted some tech equipment. into
1: Mo. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, so, Mo, do you have any proper tech then, now that you've informed everyone that they should definitely take care of that responsible Gen X yes, task at right. the doctor? Yes, I do. So, after last week's tech thing that, you know, your headphones. My awesome headphones with the buttons on the ears. I need yeah. some
2: new headphones for myself for work. And I had some very specific requirements for it. So, what I was looking for was over the ear. Yep. I wanted some form of noise cancellation because it's for office. Sure. Volume control. And I was looking for ones that I, that could be either Bluetooth or cable. Like I could actually plug them in. Okay. So you had a bullet point list. So I had some bullet point list of stuff I was looking for. Also, oh, the other one was no extraneous buttons on the headset. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, I had that one in later. So no, no relation to the last one that you have, John, at no, all. No, unrelated like, to the ones I had that you guys yeah, gave totally me no end of grief about the
1: buttons on. No.
2: Yes, exactly. So um, I found some. So they're the Cohen E7 Pro headphones. George, you're going to ask. They're about 60 bucks. So not terrible. Okay. And I am actually extremely happy when they checked all the boxes. If they had the biggest criticism about them is that the noise cancellation isn't amazing on
1: them. But for me, it's good enough. So is it active noise cancellation or it is this noise reduction? It does reduction. have active. It does have okay. active. Okay. It's just it's not, not awesome
2: Awesome active, which okay. honestly, I kind of like that in my office setting because if somebody comes up and is talking to me, I can actually hear them. They don't just scare you.
1: Well, yeah. yeah they, you I'm like, ah. right. In that
2: case, you know, I think it, they're pretty good. I mean, they're good enough for me. And especially for the price. You know, I wasn't expecting, you know, uh, you know, an amazing noise cancellation for that much money.
1: And what is the brand Cohen? C O W I've never kinda, heard of that.
2: I mean, they got great reviews in Amazon. They have a whole slew of various, you know, headphones and stuff that they sell. Never so heard of them. Pure fly by night, just something. Yeah, they're off of. brand. Just saw that they were you know they were highly rated. I checked through the reviews, everyone seemed to really like them. I, I'm very happy. I would definitely give them a pretty high recommendation. Okay. As long as you're not looking for a total like noise cancellation.
1: So I assume this was an Amazon thing and you can uh, throw a link down yeah, the we'll
2: show absolutely notes throw a link somebody wants there. to have a
1: look. Cool. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Sure. George, you have any good tech for us? No,
0: not at all. <laughs> all right. <so laughs> all moving right. on. Yeah. Good show, yeah, everybody. No, <laughs> no, nothing that I've bought, but something that I am now using quite a bit, and that is Discord. It's this really cool communications tool that you can use both for video calls, audio chats, text message, forum style kind of stuff. Uh, but mm-hmm. we yeah. recently here at Gen X Grown Up have got our own Discord channel server, whatever you call the thing up and running, and it's populated with lots of people, which is really fun and surprising because we've often had people communicate with us on live streams through the chat, and we've had people send us emails and reviews like we read earlier in this podcast, but mm-hmm. it's not always easy because like, in order for to have a live stream chat, you got to have a live stream, and that takes a lot of setup, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. And getting emails, you know, it's just up to when people write, so it's not very dynamic, it's not somebody saying something in an us instantly replying and having a conversation that way. It's, you know, a little delayed. And reviews, of course, we've all talked about how horrible Apple iTunes podcast reviews process is. It's Mm -hmm. terrible to even get on the app. But Discord is so much fun. It's simple. It's easy. It's friendly. Everybody's having a good time. People drop in and out, leave comments, talk about different things. We've been talking about movies on there. We've been talking about not just our podcast, but other podcasts on there. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Even like before we started recording this podcast today, I went in the little Gen X Grown Up podcast forum and said, getting ready to start recording Gen X Grown Up podcast and like four or five people were, oh cool, and what about this? And You know, just neat conversations. That's really cool, yeah. So I love it. I'm hoping uh, that we have a link because it's our server, so hopefully John and Mo can figure out how to put that in the show notes, but I really encourage everybody listening to this to join this Discord channel and come have some fun, not just talking with just us, but all the other Gen X Grown Up fourth listeners and YouTube fans and website developers all those people who love the content that we're creating and are having fun talking about nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. It's really surprised
1: me too, George. It was really cool that we actually had a server for a while, but it's something relatively new to me. How do you use that to help engage with people? How do they find it? And we just, we kind of decided, let's kind of give it a shot. Let's put out the link a little bit. And man, people started showing up and it's not even about the, sometimes the fact that we're there, it's like-minded people talking amongst themselves Mm -hmm. and in kind of expanding the conversation. I've seen ideas for maybe a few, videos we might do just based on conversations mm-hmm. that people are having in there so yeah i i, I double down and uh, expand upon your invitation we'll put that link down there i hope more people will come and join us yeah i can tell you though it's like at first i was like oh
2: god not another freaking way of communicating <laughs> another way to talk right <laughs> yeah i mean there's so many i mean you guys know that there's so many ways you know ways that's out the business
0: and, we're in right yeah
2: but we're we focus on a couple
0: you know
2: <laughs> but after seeing the way people have been using it how they engage yeah and how the fact that it's it's a really it's kind of a drop in drop out kind of thing, right? You don't expect people to stay in it, but
1: people no long-term come commitment. in,
2: sure. do yep. a comment, come out, come in. I was reading through this. I'm like, you know, this is probably one of our best listener back and forth that I've seen.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's totally we have social media right? out there, right? We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we right. have Instagram, we have YouTube. We have all these ways to communicate with the people that enjoy our content. But Discord is by far the most interactive of all those different social media platforms. If this is a social media platform, I'm not really sure. Yeah, it is. I think it but is. But it's... More interactive than any of the other ones, and it's
1: easier. Well, to Discord's credit, it's basically text messaging inside of a bubble. So if you sure. know how to text, it's just chatting with people in these little, little, like a group chat. So it's really straightforward. And their phone app also mm-hmm. is really intuitive. So you can grab it on your mobile and use it there as well. That, like that It's kind of very egalitarian that way. It's easy to understand, it's easy to approach, and easy to hop in and out of, like you said. And it's going really well for us.
0: So, John, I'm doing Discord right now. I know you mm-hmm. created it, but I'm the one messing around with it a lot. Is there anything <laughs> yeah, in the tech and toy? segment that you're playing around with or have done something
1: with recently? I sure do. Yeah, I have a toy that uh, we talked about on an old podcast Remember, we did the backtrack about ads in the backs of old comic books, George. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think you suggested that one. And one of the things we talked about was the baking powder submarine that you could order out of the back of the comic books. Yeah, Yeah, they were awesome. I could never give them the work quite right, but they were awesome. Not long after that podcast dropped, I got a package in the mail from one of our fourth listeners, Michael. And it yes. had a baking powder submarine
0: in it. I think he That's said awesome. both of you one too. Yeah, yes. I still have mine on my wall. I haven't uh, I haven't even unpackaged it yet because it's just that cool.
1: Well, it was really generous of him to do that. And yeah. I had it sitting like you did on the side, like so many things. I don't want to just open them. I want to open them and record them and share them. And mm-hmm. so I finally got around to did a video about the baking powder submarine and its history. I had forgotten what it was I enjoyed about the baking powder submarine. <laughs> and if you want to see this video that I did, Mo will throw a link down to the show notes. off for sure. Good. To YouTube and find it. So you open it and you pack it with baking powder and there's a whole bunch of science bitch going on in the background to make it work. <laughs> and How it works doesn't matter. And I dropped it in the water and it just kind of sank. <laughs> That's That was my experience growing like, up. Hmm. <laughs> it didn't, I guess it didn't do anything. As I'm recording it, I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking about well, I'm going to have to go back and figure out what I did wrong. not have to start a re-recording. And, and then like the bubbles started coming out of it and it started lifting and it, as, as it was lifting in the water, it was like I was traveling back. Like here I am sitting in the bathtub and I'm watching this little thing going up and down that I got out of Fruit Loops or something. <laughs> it definitely sparked that nostalgia in me that I remembered. It's so low tech, but it, it seems impossible. How is it that I put this the thing out of my mom's cabinet into this little toy I got out of a cereal box and it knows how to rise and dive and rise and dive. And it, it's a simple, simple pleasure, but I, I was, I was tr- borderline giddy. I probably recorded it for 20 minutes and I used like 30 seconds of it. But once I started doing <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I won't call it, it's not fun. I mean, it's not a toy you play with that's fun, but it's intriguing. It was captivating and it definitely sparked up that nostalgia that is, it was the reason that we started Gen X Grown Up because we love remembering that stuff growing up. And so you can check out the video. You can see it. I want to talk about the fact that I did it, share that experience with you. And most especially, I wanted to thank Michael for his generosity in uh, sending a very nice letter about it. He also told me it's not baking soda, which I think I said in earlier. your podcast—it's making powder. Oh right. yeah, I think that was my mistake growing up. <laughs> Maybe yes, that's what you did, did wrong. wrong. No, yeah. you put sugar in it. You're just <laughs> yeah. making Kool-Aid at that point. You're not even making a toy. <laughs> that cool,
0: refreshing feeling of Wrigley's spearmint gum puts a sparkle in your eye, a spring in your step, and makes things lots of fun. It's that little bit. spearmint gum. It's that little bit get you some. That clean, fresh taste Wrigley's Spearmint's got That little lip that means a lot ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages it is time for the what generation the fuck X is he doing? game segment a, uh, I, I, I dig this one
1: robot george you know i like one? it yeah, yeah, i do I like thought that that was nice I thought that was oh, fun oh that was a robot <laughs>
2: oh i'm sorry he he was right today so i got to like do something to knock
0: him down <laughs> what are you uh, what are you checking out george what are you been playing so we did a live stream recently john where we were playing i what were we playing galaga i think it was
1: maybe yeah when this came up yeah, galaga and its prequels and sequels oh, are right, the ones that exactly. came before and after so, galaga
0: galaga galaxian gapless and mm-hmm. uh galaga 88 we were playing all That's those, right and one of the people who was watching the stream asked us have we ever heard of moon cresta and i couldn't remember that title i was like ah, i don't really remember that so we said well let's check it out so we did and as soon as it popped up on the screen i'm like oh hell i <laughs> love this game i remember it so much because we used to go to disney da-da. world trips when i was a kid every summer and we stayed in this little crappy days in with one level hotel motel and they had an arcade in the little like what was probably going to be a room but they never finished it so it was just like three walls and an open space and no and, sure. and they just threw some arcade games in there and Moon Cresto was one of those games and it's this cool little rocket ship sh- you know shooter game where it's like Galaxian and Galaga kind of combined you start off with a ship that has one laser and if you complete four levels then you get to dock with another ship that has two lasers so now you have three and then you complete some more levels. You get to dock with a third ship and you have this massive five lasered ship. It's so much fun. So I've just been playing the crap out of that thing for the last few weeks now. (laughs) And I'm telling you, I am having a ball (laughs) playing this old 1980s arcade game through emulation, of course, because there's no way I could probably ever find the cabinet. There can't be that many of those, you know, floating around. But man, so much fun. Really enjoyed
1: it. I enjoyed playing this one in the stream, too. I'd forgotten about it. Like you said, George until like I heard the music and I'm like oh god it's it's yeah. that one it's, <laughs> I never the name of it, it, again. <laughs> it the fact that you can capture the, uh, the other ships too like the the enemies you can just right. tractor beam you, you flip the script on Galaga and you can end up with a whole like row of five or six little alien ships that are shooting for you it just goes to show you during those live streams it's like what about this one and we kicked it up and I'm it's now in my rotation too I don't think I played it nearly as aggressively as you have recently but I've gone back to it a couple times since that stream and it just some of those things just never get old do they
0: yeah no it's, it's exactly what you want nostalgia to do. You hear a noise, you see a visual and it takes you back. It transports you back to when you were a kid doing it for the first time, right? And that's the way that this game was. I remembered specifically that hotel. I remember the trips with my parents <laughs> and cousins going to Disney. Beyond the
1: game. Yep. Yeah.
0: And you remember, you know, like all my cousins who didn't really get to play video games that much where they lived. And so I was the de facto video game expert. So they would crowd around me and <laughs> you, you know I'd pump quarters <laughs> in this machine. Let's watch it was George just so it. much fun. Wow. Yeah, He's amazing. I loved that memory coming back just from one person joining a live stream and asking a simple, innocent question. Do you guys remember this game? I mean, you know, it's just amazing to me how technology helps us these days to bring back those old memories. I couldn't agree
1: with you more the way that they really can, the things they can do today that resurrect more than just the actual media, but also kind of give you that experience again. You probably have seen in Walmart started putting out these baby arcade cabinets by a company called Arcade One. Up, have you seen these?
0: Oh, yeah, are those
2: are ones that are like a couple feet high, or is that the ones that are really tiny?
0: No, they're the big ones. They're the Arcade One Up does everything from like four foot tall arcade cabinets that are scale replicas of the originals all the yep. way down to like little desktop ones, right? Teensy ones, okay?
1: That's right, yeah. And so I, I've seen all of the three quarter cabinets or whatever they're called, right. And they didn't interest me because I mean, they look cute, but I've heard hit or miss things about the technology. There's parts like the, the surface, the deck where your hands are wears off because there's no protection on it. there's, you know, so, so questionable build quality, all of that. And plus I have an arcade cabinet. I don't need a little one next to it where I can already play those things. So those didn't grab me, but I've been following them closely because it's right in our wheelhouse of that kind of your Pac-Man and your Ninja Turtles and all those things, games that anybody can walk up and get themselves a cabinet. But recently, damn, this company didn't come out with something that (laughs) does interest me directly. I'm part of a Facebook group of people that follow those little desktop arcade machines that I review quite a bit on YouTube. And someone posted a new thing from Arcade 1-Up called the Countercade. It's essentially, think about like you're hanging out at a diner or a bar or something and they have one of those little kiosk machines sitting on the counter where you can play poker or something. One of those like like foot and a half tall kind of cabinet. Arcade 1-Up has come out with this line of four machines that are 18 and a half inches tall that have original arcade ROMs in it and they have uh, multiple games per. They have a Space Invaders one, they have a Galaga one, they have a Dig Dug one, they have several. And I couldn't help myself. I ordered one. <laughs> I've not reviewed it yet. I'm going to review it on YouTube. So the one that I picked up yeah. is the Space Invaders one. Now, Space Invaders is hard to screw up. They're supposed yes, to have really. the original arcade ROMs in it. But the cabinet is gorgeous. It, I mean, it looks like a Space Invaders cabinet. It's much bigger than I thought it was going to be. It literally is probably a foot and a half tall, a foot and a half wide, and a foot and a half deep. It's like this big box. The big linchpin on this that's hard to swallow is the price. Nice. Uh-oh. Now, this is just Space Invaders, right? It's Space Invaders and Space Invaders Color. It's two games. Ooh. Ooh.
2: <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. All right. Wh- hit us up. How much is it? It's $199. Oh, Ooh.
1: my God. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Oh, ouch. Ouch. I know. Does that include shipping? No. <laughs> uh, my, Mine did because I ordered two of them. But if... What?
2: If what? Just, what? 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 No, what? nothing. No. Moving what? 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 on. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Just uh, rewind here a second.
0: You ordered two of these things? Uh, and you don't mean order two of them like it's a 2 and. one one game, you ordered two separate cabinets. Yeah, I ordered the packaging. At $199 each. <laughs> spit- yeah three hundred and ninety eight dollars uh, and tax but yes and tax. so <laughs>
1: free shipping to your point mo free shipping that's the important thing we should focus on here is the shipping yeah, i think we're free. focusing on the wrong things here <laughs> we got focused on free shipping good lord <laughs> they're too expensive and i'm not even sure they're going to be great so why did you buy two for something so pricey
2: <sighs> like what was it that that made you want to look
1: get great just one more button it's click a- <laughs> <laughs> I, it's irrational. It really is. It just looks the that good. The Space Invaders one looks fantastic. The Pac-Man one looks fantastic. I know that Arcade 1UP uses genuine arcade ROMs in it, so it's not going to be a bastardization of the game. And I, it was kind of a leap of faith. I've yet to even open the first one and review it just on the caliber of you its You haven't looks. even played
0: this damn thing yet? How long have you no, had
1: it? Nope. I've had it one day. One day. Because mm, I'm going to do a video. Nah. I'll do a YouTube video about it. Right now, I'm talking strictly on the value of the size of it and what I know the promise of it is. So before you spend way too much money on this game, I'll let you know if it's worthwhile. I will totally wait. (laughs) I mean, there are some (laughs)
0: things about those because I've looked at them myself on their website, the countercades, I think they're calling Mm -hmm. them. And the one thing that was intriguing to me was I was looking at it and I was trying to see if there was one that had a button configuration or at least enough of a play area on the surface that I could reconfigure some buttons myself and put a Raspberry Pi in there, Sure, yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. MAME installed and stuff so that I could use it as a tabletop emulator and have a cabinet like experience, but in a smaller form factor, because John, you're right. We both have those giant arcade cabinets in our homes and they take up way too damn much room. They're fun, Mm -hmm. but we don't have a dedicated arcade space. And at least this countercade, it looked like something that could sit on top of my desktop here in my office. I could wheel my little chair over to it and play and have some fun with MAME, but $199 plus tax. And if I only buy one, I'm guessing I'm paying shipping as well.
1: Uh, you know, and while you're looking at those, since Arcade OneUp <laughs> is making more stuff, they also are making a new one that's designed to hang on the wall or the back of a door, like you were talking about wanting to do with your yeah, new cabinet.
0: Yeah, I had seen somebody did a video of how to build one from scratch to do that. I guess they saw the same video and said, well, we can do that and sell it. And that's okay. at our age, right? That's the that's the big question. Yes, I can build these things. I've built them before. But what's my, my time worth? I want worth? to now? I now have yeah. money, so I don't have to use my... <laughs> My time, I and can time use is my a limited money. quantity for us now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we have a shelf life, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, we're going to colonoscopies for crying out exactly, loud. So, you exactly, exactly. Got to take care of that. So, do I want to spend time and effort on building something that I know I'm not going to do a completely professional job with? Like, it's going to have some nicks and dings and paint splotches and things. Yeah, or we're could not I spend Some money yeah. and buy something that's professionally produced that will do what I want it to do. Well, I'm, I'm for one
2: looking. For forward to hearing this because uh, especially after hearing the price, I'd be very interested to see what kind of quality you're getting out of this. And that sets the bar higher, right? Oh, so if, if it, it costs kinda... that
1: much, they need to deliver way more than yeah. what those little $20 ones had. Mm. All right. Uh, well, good luck, man. I'm Thanks. I, I feel like you. I'm going to need it, but I. so I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it started with a simple idea. Create a real difference in makeup.
1: Makeup so pure, even women with sensitive skin could wear it. So beautiful, everyone woman will want to. Introducing Clarion, a new makeup that's not only free of fragrance and irritants, but ultra-pure. So Clarion is good to your skin, and it does all the dazzling things you want makeup to do. It's that time of the show where we take just a moment to talk about what we're looking forward to between when this episode is published and the next time we get together. And George, hot on the heels of our Galaga live stream and the Mooncrest that you're playing, you have something you're looking forward to in the near future.
0: Absolutely. I am looking forward to a follow up to that Galaga live stream. I'm looking forward to our Galaga Ports live stream. This is where we're going to take a look at all the different versions of Galaga that came to your home. So things that came on ColecoVision or Nintendo or Atari Mm -hmm. 2600, whatever those old systems were compare and contrast them to the arcade and each other as well as have this one special one that is a recent i don't know how to describe it it's like this whole new wave where people are trying to take old systems and program new games for them Yeah,
1: yeah yeah
0: and we found one that may arguably be the best (laughs) port ever into one of the older systems. I'm not going to spoil it too much, but I'm really looking forward to this one. So I'm doing a lot of research, getting my notes together and everything. And once I have all that done, we're going to do a live stream on the Galaga ports. I think it's going to be fun, too. We had fun with the regular Galaga one, but now we Mm. can see kind of how its
1: legacy ported into our homes. That's going to be cool. Mo, what are you looking forward to, my man? I'm hopefully looking forward to a much
2: better movie than the last one (laughs) I was looking forward to. (laughs) (laughs) So this one is Dr. Sleep, which Ah. is the sequel to The Shining. Yeah. And it was written by Stephen King. I mean, it's based on his novel, Doctor Sleep, which I did not even know existed, to be quite honest. So I'm probably going to try to read that as well. But it just it looked interesting. I mean, it's got a great cast. It's about the little kid from The Shining and he's grown up and it seems like there's like people who have The Shining, which is the whole thing, like who can see ghosts and stuff. Uh, there's a group of people that are like going after them. That's what I'm just getting from the trailer. Based on the trailer. OK. Yeah. Uh, and it just looks really interesting. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. I figure it's got to be better than The Lighthouse, right? So the bar <laughs> Slow.
1: By default,
2: it's it's yeah. already better than the lighthouse. Yeah, the
1: trailer was more interesting for me. So, <laughs> and uh, when can we go see Doctor Sleep? When does it release? Uh it releases November eighth. November eighth. All On right, November so 8th. right after, uh, right after this releases. Yeah, as soon yeah. as this drops, go out and see this. I may have to. What about you, John? You looking forward to anything? I am. Neither uh, media nor games or anything. You know, we talked to Mo about his uh, medical experiences with the yeah. age that we are. Tell me, you're
0: not looking forward to a medical procedure?
1: No, I'm not at all. Okay, I'm not at all. Much more <laughs> festive than that. So many of my childhood friends like me are just turning 50 and so uh, something really cool that I'm looking forward to doing is one of my last few childhood close close friends is about to turn 50 in a couple of weeks and so uh, we are convening in his hometown and surprising him with a bunch of our uh, friends showing up and uh, kidnapping him for a weekend just to celebrate also turning 50 yay
0: midlife crisis party
1: (laughs) wait (laughs) there was a movie about this wasn't there (laughs) we're all gonna buy Corvettes and we're all
2: (laughs) and then hilarity will ensue But
1: it's one of those things like the 10th high school reunion, the 20th high school reunion, those kind of things. But we kind of have our bubble of friends that we kind of all stayed in touch with. And it's kind of a, it's a, it's a landmark. It's a milestone to hit turning 50. It's, you know, it's not like getting able to drink and you're old enough to vote and that kind of thing. But it's kind of, it marks, you know what, maybe I'm finally like almost a, a real human being that's an adult or at least can pass for one. And it's, it's a neat opportunity at this age to have friends you've known that long that you actually want to see and talk to. After all that time of knowing them And I have that close little little niche of friends That I've known since basically elementary school So Jason, if you're listening to this, I'm talking about you We're all coming to see you We're going to have a great weekend together uh, Everyone else, really just a reminder that As we get older, as we're all Gen X grown-ups Remember those people you knew growing up They're friends that uh, you can't make new old friends Cherish those And I certainly do the ones that I have known So that's what I'm looking forward to Is a nice little road trip to celebrate Somebody turning the five zero Over the hill Over the hill it's a world of family ties, lots of fun and homemade pies And M&M's chocolate candies on mom's desserts Ken folk
0: recall the old home place And see the past in a brand new face M&M's and family fun go hand in hand
1: You're our fourth listener and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show so hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com and finally Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy plus you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com That is going to wrap it up for this edition of the Gen X Grown Up podcast before we leave I always like to take a moment here at the end of the show to give my genuine heartfelt thanks to all these wonderful people who support us over on Patreon these are the folks that literally take money out of their pocket every month to support what we do. They believe in us. And I'm talking about you, Will, Dana, Chad, Corey, Slomo, t Greg L, Dan, Stian, Stash, and Stuart, I'm like my third breath here, <laughs> Greg Z, Agile, Marcus, Thomas, Levi, Mike, and brand new, since we last spoke, John, that's John with an H, spelled J-O-H-N, has joined us as a brand new patron. Thank you for that, and welcome to the group, John. Woo-hoo. That's a lot of people, man. Is you of re- people. We have
2: to like feed you oxygen next time.
1: I, I look forward to the day that I pass out from reading the paper. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really grateful for all these folks. So if you'd like to join them, just head on over to patreon.com slash genxgrownup to see the levels there. So there's some bonus material that's available. We're uh, preparing for a brand new patron only podcast coming up a little bit later that you can get in on. It's not too late. So head over. We'd love to have you join the full. We'll be back in two weeks with a regular edition of the show. But next week is our backtrack. We pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. And next week, we're going to be talking all about the king of pay cable television channels, the home box office or HBO. That's the one that started it all. Yep. It is. I can see right now the camera floating through a little fake city and the music playing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or how
0: about
2: this? is HBO will only show this program at night. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. R-rated <laughs> stuff.
1: <laughs> those are the, of the best ones we're shown.
2: <laughs> yeah, we all remember those. <laughs> we're
1: going to talk all about the origin of HBO, what it was like to be there when HBO began. That's going to be our next backtrack. You do not want to miss that one. Until then, I am John George. Thank you for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, always appreciate you. Always fun, man. The fourth listener, you know we appreciate you most of all and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. No life, no fun. fun. Don't you know that you're a grown up? Jidex grown up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. We're also an affiliate of the Geeks Worldwide Radio Network. You can check them out at the gww.com. Your and when does dr sleep come out i freaking forgot uh if only we had a place to keep our notes i, handy.
2: I know i know i know i wrote this down <laughs> and i'm
1: like i totally okay so all right ask me again okay
0: Hit pass moto sponsored by moto america is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you from candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!